Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oi, oi, oi is right. This is a Full Tilt Dynasty podcast. This is presented by, uh, sorry, Full Tilt Dynasty podcast presenting the Fantasy Walkabout. Oh, my goodness. Today, Damn right. We're here. We're here. I am your host with the most time on his hands. I'm Tom Simple FF. And to my right is my mate from around the world. It's Tom underscore Lee 92 surviving in Australia, as I can see. That's it, man. Surviving that savage outback. Yeah. <laughs> the savagery in the outback. Yeah, uh, in my white walled apartment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, big, big week this week. This is the kickoff week. It's here. It's here, man. Honest. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, look. I said that we would do the next giveaway this week. It turns out it takes a long time for things to get to Canada from Australia. So I don't have the box of goods uh, right now, Uh, but they're on their way. So as soon as I get the box of goods, we're going to do the next giveaway. What gives FF won the Antonio Gibson rookie card giveaway. We are going to do that again. Um, What can I say? Um, we appreciate everyone for stopping in. I appreciate everyone that was uh, just joining me live with Chase Vernon on uh, Join Our Circle or Fantasy Intervention. Uh, that was a really good time. We talked about the Waiver Wire show, who you should be picking up and putting down. You can definitely go and check that out over there on the tube of you right now. But for us, we like to kick off our shows in kind of a special way. Uh, look. There's a lot of news outlets for fantasy football, and there's a lot of news outlets that wants you to listen to them and only them uh, to get all of your news. Look, that's not us. Every week, we like to kick our shows off with a little thing called, do we give a shit? Do Do we we care? care? And it's how we quickly run down the news with everybody uh, and not hound on it for 20 minutes on the same stuff that we've already seen on our timeline. So. Do we care? Do we give a shit? Mark Andrews signs a big contract. Justice Hill. I didn't write this. This is just uh, Tom Lee giving me Ravens facts just out of the gate here. Mark Andrews signs a new four-year contract. Boy, was I fucking wrong about that. Oh, my God. Uh, Justice Hill. He's blown his Achilles out because that just seems to be the thing to do in Baltimore right now. That's it. Uh, it's go out for the year. They signed Lev Bell. Super gross. Latavius Murray gets cut because he wouldn't take a pay cut. <sighs> big yikes. Uh Miles Gaskin, the guy, we kind of knew that already. Tyrod Taylor, confirmed starter. Yeah, we kind of knew that already. Uh, players racing the clock. Uh, Saquon, Ayuk, Sony, Clyde, and Trey Lance. I don't really care about any of the stuff at the bottom there. No. It's going to be a long season for everyone's we'll questionable. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Check your teams uh, before. Yeah. Don't care about Lev Bell signing. I do care about <laughs> this as well. I think it's just. I think it's just that Gus Edwards is just a lock to get even more touches. Uh, that's interesting because I think that's that's where that, that's where do we care matters here because if you believe that Gus Edwards is going to get more of the share, then we really don't care. If we believe that Lev Bell still has some juice left, then apparently people care. I'm with you. I don't. We don't care about this, but um, it's not like they, they had to sign someone, right? They're always going to have a third running back on the roster. I'll say this. If – Latavius Murray didn't wait till like three days, two days before the season kicked off to get cut. I think he would have been in Baltimore and then I would yeah. have been worried, Yeah. but I'm not worried about Le'Veon Bell. I, I think he's dog water. I think he's been dog water. I'm, I'm you, done. I think it's all Gus and Williams at this point. I was going to say, are you worried about your Tyson Williams? Uh, no, I think it's Lamar. Ago. It's Lamar Jackson throwing more, which means Lamar Jackson will run more because he scrambles. Yeah. He gets better yardage off his scrambles than his design quarterback runs. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. That's where that's good. The Mark Andrews contract is big. Four years, it's 56 massive. million. Yeah. It's top five for tight ends. I was so wrong on this. I didn't think they'd bring him back at that money. Yeah. What the hell do I know? I just sit in this chair and talk into a microphone every couple of weeks. I took a guess, but oh my God. I mean, I didn't think here that on episode 13 of the Fantasy Walkabout, I'd be talking about Mark Andrews being one of the top paid <laughs> tight ends. Um, yeah. He's obviously good and he's young. He's a fantastic player for them. That's just a lot of money. It worries me uh, when it comes to signing Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it doesn't change anything about it. Doesn't change anything about his rank for me. But it's nice to see no. at least a long term investment in this guy as part of that offense because we know yeah. it is so powerful, and he has the potential to be one of those um, weekly, not game changers, but weekly solid players in your lineup. So it's good yep. to see. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, and that just like that, that quick, that easy. That's our news for the day. I mean, that's how fast we get it uh, up and out of the way. So Nothing matters. Change. Don't overreact in Dynasty to what you're seeing right now. Don't overreact. Okay, chill, relax, make the smart moves, the smart plays, and you'll be okay. You're gonna get through it into week one. Uh, we're gonna take a quick second when we come back. We're gonna get into a few quick segments that we're gonna be doing now weekly on the show, and then we're gonna get into the big stuff like. Uh, the guys from What's the Spread are going to drop by. we got some other stuff going on. So sit tight. We're going to come back, and when we do, we're going to get into our, our next, uh, our next uh, segment or two here. Okay, sit tight. Look, uh, I was wrong. I said we'd be back in a second. We came back, and... <laughs> Big new segment for us. Look, when you're going out for a nice stroll on the beach and you want that little extra spice to grab the attention of the people around you, give you that little bit of an extra punch. What do you reach for, Tom Lee? You reach for your budgie smugglers. You reach for your budgie smugglers. So our budgie smuggler of the week. So this is I'm excited about this, right? Like this is a new segment we're gonna be rolling out each week. And and over here, um, if you're talking about the downstairs region, we're talking about packing a little extra heat, right? If you're going to wear budgie smugglers down at the beach, you want to make sure that you're carrying your business in an effective manner. Uh, there's no cold weather here, so it's already an advantageous situation to be rolling the budgie smugglers out. But this is a guy that we think we like already, but this guy's packing a little extra weaponry this week uh, and might <laughs> might be a good one to start in your starting positions or to have a look at if you're, if you're doing weekly in redraft. Maybe starting from your bench into your starting roster spot. Yeah. Look, uh, it, the player for us that has packing that little bit of heat is Jalen Hurts against the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons likely aren't going to be that good of a defense, but their <laughs> offense is going to put up points. I know. I'm sorry, Tom. Lee. Sure. There's a reason that the colors of, the, of this overlay are themed the way that they are. It's because our mate Tom Lee here is a massive Falcons fanatic. It's to hide the blood. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a rough season, but it's going to be a great week for Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to be fantastic. I yeah. think he's an easy lock for QB one. I see no reason for him not to be. So he's our budgie smuggler oh, pick no, of the week. He's pe- he's packing a little bit of extra heat uh, <laughs> with his budgie smugglers uh, this week. Uh, next one that we're going to roll out. Look, we got our Aussie salute, our waivers. That's a good pun. I like that. See, I like it. Yeah. Uh, for everyone uh, watching, why don't you give them a little demo of the, of the Aussie wave here, the Aussie salute for us. So we, we introduced the Aussie salute the other week and it's essentially because there's so many bastard flies out here. Um, the Aussie salute is considered to be sort of waving the flies away. <laughs> wave waivers, 
you can put it to you, together yourself. It's an IKEA bit. We're uh, super a little creative. Pun here. Yeah, it's We're our waiver segment. We're super creative on the fantasy walkabout. <laughs> Look, our waiver wire pickup. I just talked about this as I mentioned with Chase Vernon, uh, fantasy intervention. Yeah, if you want to know more, go us, check out that show. That was good. Right. We're not going to touch on this too much because it's kind of an obvious one. Is the Baltimore Ravens backfield or the New Orleans Saints backfield? We'll just cut it that way. It's Tony Jones, who you should have had already. I know I tweeted about him when he carved up the Baltimore Ravens ones uh, in the preseason. And then, of course, Lev Bell and Tyra Williams. uh, Sorry, Lev Bell and Tyra Williams in Detroit, uh, wide receiver in Detroit. He's going to be the one there for now, even though that whole team is ass. This but will ramp up as the season goes along, but right now yeah. it's just do your due diligence coming into week one. Look, make sure is- if people have been slacking your leagues, just check the waiver wire. Do yourself, uh, don't do yourself a disservice by not checking it. And this is the point in the season where your dynasty kind of becomes redraft. So you don't really got to worry as long as you're not dropping somebody of note, like a Terrace Marshall, Deami Brown to pick these guys up. Yeah. Hopefully you have deeper than 10 spots on your bench, <laughs> right? Otherwise you got to really adjust that league, right? Yeah. You don't want that. But these are guys that you can easily pick up for pretty much free. I mean, I think the most I've seen Lev Bell go for today was 15 fab, which is still way okay. incredibly yeah. too much. But you can pick them up relatively cheap even for now. They're not they're not highly rostered, so that's yeah. something to look for. So that's our Aussie salute the week. And we're going to salute our way all the way. Look, we've been doing this one for a while. And I've actually I've gotten DMs about it. <laughs> People asking me how to handle these situations. And look. We don't like to be frustrated. Fantasy football is fun for us. That's yeah. what's important is it's being fun and you're with your mates and you're hanging out and you're having a good time and you're hyping and you're selling. But every once in a while, something happens that really shits us to tears. It just frustrates us to no end. And this week, what shits us to tears, this is something that my mate Tom Lee wanted to bring up. It's yeah. off-season hermits waking up. Explain this. It drives me nuts. So this is it. So Shit's Been a Tears is really like, we're just bringing a little bit of voice to stuff that we're all experiencing out there, causing a bit of frustration and taking away from the fun that we like to enjoy with Dynasty, right? Or with fantasy football in general. But the off-season hermits, the guys who checked out <clears throat> after week 16 last year, literally week 17 <laughs> this year, and they went, yep, I lost my season. See you guys next year. They haven't touched their roster. You'll see them start to drop players from their roster. All of a sudden, your timeline's filled up with a bunch of R. You know, a player you've never heard of has been dropped because week 16 last year, there could have been a chance. And all of a sudden, the messages and the trade offers start coming out because they're trying to fix their roster with four days to three days to go before the season starts. Even though we've all been here for the last at least a month, if you are really into into Dynasty Fantasy, pushing, trying to get these rosters sorted, trying to add values we always focus on with this show to our rosters. And um, it it gets really annoying because they're all of a sudden frustrated because they've left themselves a short time to get this done in. Um, if you are playing Dynasty, if this is your second year back, make sure you check in with the league and see how active it is before um, a month out, just to see, get a taste for it, see if there's people around, get yourself invested back in, get a feel for where the industry is yeah. at and what's happening, because at the moment, it's too little too late, man. Like, our rosters are sorted, there's no moves to be made. We're happy. Right, you're um, already behind, you're, you're behind. Yeah, and you're on <laughs> tilt because you've left it, you can't second. offer me Travis Etienne now, right? You can't try That's to send it. me. I mean, you could send me J.K. Dobbins. They'll probably take yeah. him off your hands, but it, it it's it's not the same. You could have made that deal two months ago had you been paying yeah. attention. Tom Lee, you and I talked about early on in this process in the first hand, handful of episodes about how important it was to constantly be checking in with your league mates. If you're playing Dynasty yeah. Fantasy Football and you're gone for three months of the year, 
you're pro you're so far behind because there's yeah. so much information happening all the time that gives you yeah. an edge. There are so many good shows and analysts and and videos and just content tools yeah. and and websites that your league mates are already putting to good use. If you've waited till now, you're pretty much just handing somebody else your money for the year and saying yeah. thanks for having me. Um it's the same thing. Oh, you noticed that your second quarterback was Cam Newton and now he's cut. Mm. What what do I always say about acquiring a quarterback? You might as well staple a piece of paper on your forehead that says kick yeah. me if you're looking for a, a second quarterback in a Superflex league. Right now, it's too late. That's it. So yeah, the hermits coming. The 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 off season hermits coming to yeah. life again. Definitely and, shits me. And we we, we 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 said it on the at the time, but we want to reiterate it that it's you know, you don't have to be in the chat every single day of every single moment, right? Not everyone are really diehard fans. Not everyone's going to have their own podcast website. Not pointing fingers at friends of ours. Um, but like this, this is it, right? You just want to be a little bit aware of what's going on. Who's always yeah, in there? You what moves check being in. made? It's your baby. You're paying money for this thing. So, well, most of the time you're paying money for it. So you want to have a, at least some investment to see how it's going and whether or not you're doing yourself a disservice by not being in there. Yeah, 100%. That It's so accurate, uh, and it does drive us nuts. Look, um, Matty B is here. What's up, Matty B? Yeah, Matty B is chilling. He's vibing with us. Look, uh, every week we have our mates over there at What's the Spread. They do great Big Ten content. Uh, they go over every week uh, who their lead pipe locks are for the week to earn you some money and make you some money. Uh, this week, eh, I'll let the boys tell you, but it was a little shaky for one of one of the boys over there. What's the spread? I mean, it was a kind of a crazy week in college uh, football. It was a crazy week. And, yeah. uh, these guys are locked into the Big Ten. They've sent us their uh, just under two minute drill. We're going to run that. These guys are going to be huge for us when we talk about college scouting. They got their ears to the they, they got their ear to the pulse, boots to the ground, however you want to say it. So we're going to go to what's the spread. And when we come back, we're going to get to the heart of the episode, uh, which is back to the future. Uh, where are players right now and where do we see them being at this time next year? So we're going to go to what's the spread. We're going to come right back. This is what's the spread. This is a two-minute drill powered by Full Tilt Dynasty. I'm Dan Starr. Joining me, we got Andy Starr. We're going to quick run down last week's bonus pick of the week. So last week, I gave you South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits. They not only covered the two and a half points, they blew out the Colorado State Rams. I said, don't be surprised if they win by 10. They won by 19, led by their quarterback, Chris Lodakun. And then, like I said, look out for those Yankee brothers at receiver. Jaden Yonke went for six catches and 92 yards and two touchdowns. Andy, how about your bonus pick? Yeah, tough week for Clemson. Uh, I told you guys to pick them minus three. Obviously, we all saw what happened with that game against Georgia. It's kind of a sloppy offensive game. Den uh, Georgia's defensive line really put the pressure on uh, first-year starter DJ Wiongalele. And I feel like they really didn't have any playmakers uh receiving the ball or running the ball which they had plenty of last year so like i said you know this is kind of a playoff game for clemson they're gonna have to really rely on somebody else to lose a make it to that college football playoff but unfortunate loss for them and unfortunate loss for uh me and anyone else at bet clemson love it so stay tuned everybody this friday we're gonna be uh going over the big 10 slate we got 14 games to run down, 40 on Full Tilt Dynasty. We're going to give you the two-minute drill just like always. 
But this week is special. We're going to give you our lead pipe lock of the week. So just remember, this is What's the Spread. Look, man, that's pivotal information if you're trying to gamble on your Big Ten. I mean, I feel so bad for Andy. How happy. Clemson. <laughs> you Dan's know. throwing him under the bus straight away. Yeah. He's on. I nailed it. How did you go, mate? Straight yeah, to it. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I did really awesome. Yeah. Yo, what up? What up? What up? <laughs> what up, Steven? Look, um, yeah. Hey, I did really great with my pick. I picked the Jackrabbits. Not only did they win by more than what I said, but I'm awesome. Yeah. How about that Clemson pick, Andy? Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, super funny. I loved it. I love those guys. They have great information. I've already learned more about Big Ten football than I, I had known, uh, and I just started listening to them this year. Great guys. It's, go it's check important, them out. man. Yeah, it's going to become more important as we go along. Exactly. Probably won't go all the way into the Debbie space, but it's really interesting to know what's going on. And like that, we're talking about that Clemson game, man, like one props on pronouncing DJU's name because I'm not going to give a go. Um, <laughs> but they look, they looked bad. Like yeah. Georgia was good, but that was an awful start of the season. So that's going to be one to watch. Yeah. Right. And watch the spread is going to give you the ability to listen in and win some money. 50, 50 so far. That's it. We're keeping track. And look, like I said, they're <laughs> going to come on for our scouting phase, our offseason phase, to talk Big Ten players and football. Again, go see what's the spread on your Spotify, wherever you can get your podcast. Go sub. Go ask them some questions. They'd love to chit-chat with you. You can find Dan Star on, on the Bird app and A Star on the Bird app. Look, whew, so much info to cut through. We're only 20 minutes in. We're doing well. well I'm through a lot, but look, it's the meat of the order now. Okay, we're getting into the big time. We're going to call this the hard yakka, the weekly hard work or process driven exercise to better our dynasty team. The hard yakka. Did I say that right? That's it. Hard yakka. Hard yakka. All right. <laughs> Just means hard work. Exactly. The whole, Look, the whole idea I want of this All this of you to use yeah. all of these Aussie slangs in your weekly vocabulary. <laughs> I've started to do it and has done nothing. But brightened up my life with joy. Bring some joy for some Just Aussie because joy. of the confusion on other people's faces. <laughs> I even hair I even used Harold Holting uh Brilliant. today at work. Um I've I, said I, was gonna, I said I was I said I was gonna halt and they had no idea what I was talking about, and I just left for 20 minutes. It was fantastic. <laughs> on my lunch break, it was awesome. Uh look, so we're gonna do back to the future this week. Where are these players at right now and where will they be week? Like at this time next year, week one next year, where are they going to be? We're going to start off with rookies. We're going to each pick a rookie and we're going to uh, get into uh, where we think they're going to be. Okay, yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty simple. We're going to start with uh, everyone's favorite quarterback right now. It's McCorkle Jones, McCorkle. The, Mac, the Mac Daddy, the Mac Cork, Big Cork, the Big Daddy <laughs> over there in New England now that Cam's gone. Uh, DLF had his ADP at uh, 70.25. Uh, QB 25, his sleeper 103.2, insanity quarterback 25. All Isn't it interesting the difference there. between the overall ADP and yet he's still quarterback 25? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Different formats. That's very sus. I think Matt made mm. it up. Uh, look, Matt says, <laughs> I love some Mac Jones. I've been on record as saying that I uh, that he doesn't have the high upside, uh, but he's filling that quarterback two, uh, two spot with his floor. Uh, you know. Yeah, that's, Maddie, that's Maddie, Maddie likes a safe quarterback too. So what we're trying right. to do is we're trying to get our statistician, Maddie B, to have a little bit of like, what's the general vibe out there? What are the people saying? And then we can give our opinion off the back of it. Um, and Mac Jones being at quarterback 21, uh, 25, sorry, right now, 
the key is where is he right now? 25. Where's he going to be in a year's time? Do we think he's still going to be the same or do we think he is going to be on the rise? See, I think he's going to move up. I think he's going to move up because guys like her cousins will continue to slide down and big Ben right. and et cetera, et cetera. I think guys are going to continue to slide down and I don't think Mac Jones is bad by any means. I yeah. think that he's one of those players that's going to go. If I had to lock in and say where he's going to be, I'm going to guess that he hits like QB 22. This right. time so next a little, year, a little Mac shift. Jones yeah. will move into the quarterback two range. He could absolutely ball out, but I mean, you're even seeing, you know, with Joe Burrow slipping ADP right now and Joe Burrow balled out. So yeah. it's going to have to be something pretty substantial or guys like Jalen Hurts are really going to have to suck yeah. bad for someone like Mac Jones to move up. But this time next year, I don't really like the 2022 rookie class for quarterbacks as it stands right now. I think yeah. Mac Jones can move up into that top, you know, top, you know, 2022. 20, I, I, I'm yeah. going to keep him at 22. Uh, I think that's it. So like, the other reason we dive into an exercise like this is because it's so easy for people to say young rookie quarterback, he's going to go up in, in price or he's going to go up in, in rankings or value. But where are they going to go to, right? Like you said, you think he's going to improve 25 to 22. That's not a substantial shift, right? It's not really going to change his value. He's currently, what most people are hoping for is, like Matt said, a decent floor as a, as a QB too. Is he ever going to be more than that? Or is he always going to sit around that, that space? So we, we like to play the game of, you know, who would you trade for? Who can we expect to move out the way? If there's currently 24 quarterbacks in the way, which ones of these have to move out of the way for him to move up, right? And like you said, Jalen Hurts at QB 16, would have to have a pretty poor season probably to be off the roster at, at the Eagles to see someone else move up. But then you've got Deshaun Watson, Mayfield, Stafford, and Cousins all in the way um, as those established older vet QBs who would then have to slide out of the way to make room for someone like Mac Jones. And mm-hmm. other than Cousins, I don't know who's going to move out of the way unless Brady retires. Like, there's a You can try to narrative your way in there. But right. Deshaun Watson right now, worst case scenario is a year, a year out of competition. He goes straight back up above. Yeah. Um, a lot of these rookies, I don't see them losing unless they you know, get injured or something terrible happens. They're not falling out. Yeah. Um, Mayfield possibly. Matt Ryan could retire. Um, you know, Daniel Jones is currently in the way, but it's all pretty similar. You know, you could argue any of those guys would have the same sort of floor yeah, that Matt that's- Jones could provide. So that's, that's the issue for me is I agree with you. I think he'll move up, but where to? Like what's yeah. going to happen for him to actually move? It's not going to be much. It can't be much. Yeah. Uh, he's just a guy that's going to be very meh until he proves he's not right. Which is um, fine, right? We don't yeah. mind that as a QB too. But right. I think that's the issue. Is it's exciting, but where's it going to get to? I think he's already he's already outdoing his rookie draft ADP. So mm. I mean, he's already kind of moving up, right? But I mean, how much farther can he move up without producing? Very true statement. Look, the rookie that I decided to pick. If you watched the show last week or listened to the show last week, <laughs> I had a little um, impromptu rant about this because it drives me nuts. We're going to talk about Kyle Pitts some more. Uh, look, yes, right are. now he's the he's the second or the third tight end off the board. Where do I think he's going to go next year? Fucking nowhere. It do- No, nowhere. I don't think there's any way he dethrones Travis Kelsey again. I think Travis Kelsey is just... Okay. I think yeah. people are still going to be all on Kelsey until he falls off because he's just... The, the darling the the position. Yeah. yeah, I don't think Walt, but I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that Kyle Pitts overtakes Waller and Kittle easily across the yeah. board, steadily 
as the second tight end off the board. He could push for number one. Now, why is this important, Tom? Why are you sitting here talking about Kyle Pitts, Tom, if he's not going to go anywhere, Tom? This is why. It doesn't matter what kind of season Kyle Pitts has. The Kyle Pitts fan base is going to narrative street their way into keeping him where he is. Well, he was a tight end. He had to adjust. Matt Ryan was terrible. New offense. No one knew what they were doing. They had no run game, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He only puts up 585 yards and five. Now, for most tight ends, you think that's a colossal failure. For Kyle Pitts, it's not going to freaking matter. Yeah, People are just going to be excited that he had 500 yards as a tight end. Oh, he'll get even more next year when he breaks out. Or he goes for 985 yards and eight touchdowns. And then, yeah, people want to vault him into the wide receiver one or the tight end. Wow, geez, wide receiver. Exactly. The tight end <laughs> one consideration yeah. even more. And then we have him. I know Jacob and I, for full tilt, we have him as a dynasty tight end one already. Yeah. And you can add us about it. We won't care. We'll talk to you about it. We'll hang out. It'll be a good time. But if he does go for that 900 plus, if he does get those 125 plus targets, oh my goodness, the the roof is going to explode with him. His value is not going to go anywhere no matter what he does. He is the safest prospect. He's the safest rookie for value because Najee Harris could fuck up this season and he's going to drop. Javante Williams could fuck up this season. He's going to drop. Insert any of the rookie wide receivers. If they screw up, they're going to drop. I don't think Kyle Pitts can go anywhere if he gets hurt well everyone's gonna chalk up his rookie season to him being hurt right he's gonna stay where he is and that's important so when we look back at this this time next year you're gonna see kyle pitts as the tight end two or like two hard two possibly yeah. three i think he'll be closer to the tight end one in adp than he will be the tight end three in adp and you can yeah. lock that in literally no matter what happens and he so could be the yeah. only player that could have that happen so sneak preview of, and they haven't released, or uh, DL, DLF hasn't released their September ADP yet, but the sh- yeah, the sliding shifting scale is already pushing towards him being the number one. Uh, and we know coming into the season, everyone loves rookies, right? So it was always going to happen. He was always going to get pushed high. But I'm kind of with you. I don't know where he can fall to. Um, I mean, if you look at the names behind him, Kittle, like you said, Kittle loves blocking too much for me to be able to take over an asset like Kyle Pitts. Waller, he's getting older. Uh, and that offense won't be as good or as focused on him as Kyle Pitts will. Hawkinson's possibly the one, but Detroit's worse than Atlanta, arguably, right now. So, um, you know, it, with the volume and with the talent, he could possibly outproduce him from a fantasy point of view and, and enter that conversation, but not really. Um, you, you, and you're not going to get him for less than that price. That's the biggest no, issue for me. You we can't talked trade about, for him. You can't trade yeah, for him. Yeah, we talked about the value before of Mac Jones. Yes, you know, you could go out and buy him as an investment piece, but he, I don't, for me, there's not really anywhere to go. You'd have to break you know, records. The issue for me with Pitts as well is you can't also invest in this piece. You either need to buy him as the, as the tight end one and hope that comes off, or you can't get it. The question for me is, can you sell him? Is it worth selling him? And when is it worth selling him to you, Tom? No, I don't think so. I mean, look, mm. uh, John, uh, Dynasty Coach A over there at the Monocle Dynasty Podcast, uh, the Monocle Podcast, he uh, he and I got into a discussion about how Kyle Pitts, um, you know, you sell him now because his value can't go up. Well, yeah. according to the ADP, his value can go up. Mm. The perception of him can go up. Look at those big deals you were getting for Travis Kelsey. And I know Corey, Corey Spala put out a great article today about yep. how um, paying extra for your tight ends because it's a premium is a fallacy. I agree. But the yep. fact is, is that players out there are going to do it because not enough of them 
are going to go and, and and read Spala's article like they should be and, yeah. and agree with him because I feel the same way. I do not pay that premium price for anything, let alone a position just because it's the premium. That's yeah. not me, but there are players out there. So if Kyle Pitts does go out there and absolutely ball out, then you're going to get him for that Travis Kelsey money, which is what's going to be so sweet. Or you've you got to let that happen, he's right? good. Yeah. But he, he's also a player that if he does have a semi-disappointing rookie year, you're still going to be able to sell him for his current price. Because he's yeah. that kind of player. It's yeah, even, even if he was to get injured this year, the talent doesn't go anywhere. The no. draft capital doesn't go anywhere. So I think that's the thing is like he's in this weird spot of he's being taken so highly that you can't afford him. But because he hasn't done anything yet, you can't sell him. So for us, there is no value to Carl Pitts. Yeah. You either take him hoping he's going to be the guy or his value goes up or there's nothing to him. So for, like, yeah. it's for such a polarizing asset, he's going to see, for me, one of the least amount of movability as an as a asset from rosters because you either have him or you can't get him. So yeah. it's or a really interesting one. Or the person yeah. doesn't want to let him walk because why it. would you? Yeah. Right? Like that. We were talking about a player, a tight end, who is, would, would have been in contention for the number one overall pick in tight end premium super flex rookie drafts. Not the quarterbacks, Kyle Pitts. Not the quarterbacks, yeah. Right? So you can't move him right now. And he's, again, the only player that is free of worry or concern of him having a bad year and him losing value. It won't happen. Yeah. So that's why I say when we look back to the future, uh, we're going to see this same time next year, Kyle Pitts' value is going to be exactly where it is no matter what happens. Yeah. Is, is the weirdest spot in it's strange. Even, it's a unicorn. Even Devontae spot. Adams yeah. has moved, Tyreek Hill has moved, Diggs has moved this offseason. DK Metcalf was the one, the wide receiver one for like eight weeks last year, and then he was all of a sudden like caught out of the top ten. It was super weird because yep. that's how the community works. But the thing that's rang true is Kyle Pitts this offseason. It's been really strange. Look, we're gonna talk sophomores because I can talk Kyle Pitts all day, <laughs> literally all day. Uh, we're gonna talk sophomores, and you want to talk about CD Lamb. Why was that? I do. So CD Lamb is one of those guys that if you have conversations in your league, this guy can be anywhere from the wide receiver one to a wide receiver one, right? It's pretty universal that most people have moved him up at least inside the top 12. I haven't seen anyone with a take outside of that. But his current ADP at 36 and 36, DLF and sleeper, wide receiver seven, wide receiver nine, right? Our boy in the stats department, Matty B, reckons he's, he's set to smash. He's a massive Lamb fan. At least top five minimum is where he's headed. Uh, possibly to the overall wide receiver one. Am I there on that? Wide receivers are one of those things that because they can produce for such a long period of time, me, their value is really difficult to change until they drop off completely. And we saw this a bit with Julio Jones, and we saw that it took an injury for to really change perspectives in the dynasty space where he slowly drifted down draft boards last year and then eventually this offseason completely changed. Uh, Matt referenced someone like a Keenan Allen, enters his 29-year-old year, um, to me in, in the chats and was just like, well, you know, we start to see this value slide, the younger guys coming up. Um, will he go up from wide receiver seven or nine this year? It's a pretty busy offense to be in. Yes, it'll be high production, but you're going to have Cooper who for me is going to produce very similar to Lamb this year. Gallup could be not far behind depending on what happens with him as well. Um, he's not the guy in the offense. And it's really hard to say that this is a wide receiver or the wide receiver one when you aren't necessarily established as the guy yet. Yeah. Like I can see it, but will it happen? I don't know. 
Um, I would expect to see him around about the same mark. Wide receiver five, a couple of the older guys who are currently hanging in there. We can look at the current ADP for wide receiver. And we're looking at some older guys in there. So like you said, Metcalf sliding out a little bit. Diggs is around the mark. Adams is there. Hopkins is around the mark. Hopkins and Adams can both slide back, especially if Rogers leaves mm-hmm. Green Bay. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, I don't see anyone else jumping him, nor him sliding back past anyone else. So it's going to be very similar for me. Yeah, the dynasty community is fickle with wide receivers. They're very mm. weird in how they react and overreact to wide receiver value. Uh, CeeDee Lamb's path to being the number one is a difficult one uh, with, again, Amari Cooper and Gallup and Zeke getting an just unbelievably bad coaching decisions amount of, of touches. He's going to need to be that 12, 14 touchdown guy to be there. I don't see it with that right now. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. Uh, I, I think his ADP is probably going to be the same. I think you're right. Nine to 10, but I actually think it could drop out of the top 12 of guys like chase Smith, all ball out T Higgins yeah. balls out. I think they could all leap them as actual ones. Um, I can't really be as objective with this as I am team Amari Cooper. <laughs> so I can't be as objective. I think CD lamb is a good talent, Yeah, but I think that if you're going to talk about CD lamb and that, that Mark and that talk yeah. about Jerry Judy, when yeah. the rookie seasons were more identical than people thought. I think if you really break down how hard it is to be that top five wide receiver, uh, like do I think he's going to be better than a Rob? No, I don't. Yeah. Uh, it's tough as a wide receiver. I think it's harder as a wide receiver to get there than it is as a running back. Yeah. Right? Cause it, everyone wants like to talk about the what, like the running back one is, is quite easy to identify, right? There's currently right. a guy in this league that is putting out more than 30 points a game when healthy. That's mm-hmm. that, that doesn't happen, right? That is your like running back one. Could Jonathan Taylor overtake? Could a couple of these younger guys become better? Sure. But right now, if you're in redraft, there's no one else vying for that spot for me. If he's healthy, yeah. right? Because he's doing everything and the team has full buy into him, and that's a rare combination. Wide receivers don't have that. Um, you know, you see a lot There's of like Devontae Adams this year. Anyway. Yeah, like Devontae Adams this year, because Rogers' relationship with him is just insane. You know what you're getting. Um, yeah. There's a bit of that with Stefan Diggs, there's a bit of that with Tyreek Hill. But these guys at Jefferson, Metcalf, AJ Brown, CD Lamb, even Calvin Ridley to an extent, um, like they're, they're there and they're sexy prospects, but. You're not buying them. Like from a value point of view, like you said, the value sits with the Judy's, the value sits with the the Keenan Allen's I mentioned before, the A Robs you just mentioned. These are the guys that are getting pushed out that are matching production that still have years left, but don't have that sexy tag attached to it. So yeah. is the price tag on land gonna go up? No. Well, am I gonna hold them because realistically my range of outcomes is more likely to go down or yeah, stay the you're same? You're not gonna sell you're not gonna sell for less, right? So that's the question is for more. The question for me is, do you sell someone like a CD Lamb? Because everyone is buying in right now that this is the guy, right? Which he could be. That's fine. But do you lose yeah. out by selling now? That that for me is I think so. I think yeah. so. And I think that when we look at next year at this time, I think you're going to be happier holding on to him than okay. yep. shipping him off. Yeah. Right? Especially there's the out to the contract. So I think if I had to look at next year, I actually think he drops two to three spots. I'm probably going to end up having him at wide receiver 10, where he's the wide receiver seven to nine right now. So this time next year, C lamb will fall at least a little bit in, uh, in his ADP. Uh, look for my second year player. I like to keep it pretty straightforward. I think the best value and someone I want to talk about is Clyde of the lair. 
He was overdrafted last year as a rookie because landing spots mattered more than talent last year for a lot of people, uh, myself included. Yeah, myself we were included. big. We yeah. were big Clyde drafters last year, very high. But look, right now he's outside of the top twelve in ADP. And look, we don't like talk about ADP a lot on the show. We like to talk about established leagues. Clyde yeah. is probably your most accessible second year back that's healthy. Um, right geez that that list got shorter didn't it? i know i know but he's one of the more accessible younger running backs you're obviously still gonna have to pay up because it's a running back and we're at season time you always overpay for running backs no matter what but this is a guy who still balled out last year he did he balled out he didn't lose a bunch of touches unless it was games where he ended up hurt in they had a piss poor offensive line the whole year and patrick mahomes still carried that team on his back with kelsey and hill Look, he's a good receiver. We know that. He's a good inside runner. Look at his first week and multiple weeks last year. They got a revamped offensive line. The offense is still going to be great. This is a guy that had, God, I think it was five touchdowns called back last year. It was just insane. He was in the end zone, and they walked it out. He scores those five. We're not even thinking about Clyde Edwards-Alaire as as RB13. He's vaulting so many of those older players. players or even some of these young guys now like Najee wouldn't it wouldn't even be a close competition if he just gets those touchdowns and they don't just constantly bear hug the player they're up against (laughs) yeah like this time next year offensive line that was heavily affected like they lost pieces they got injured it was all sorts of stuff so right and teams adapted and adjusted and he was banged up it was it was just a weird year overall I think you can see Clyde jump into the top eight next year in ADP at this time because there are guys that are going to fall like Dalvin Cook, if especially if he gets hurt. Derrick Henry, who should already not be in the top 12. <laughs> God. But anyway, I digress. Right? Derrick Henry is currently the RB7. Yeah, that's absolutely disgusting. And then you're going to have guys, we don't know how good Saquon's going to be. Maybe he dips. Right. Maybe if he does have yeah. a bad year, he could dip. Where if Clyde does just hit that touchdown, that positive touchdown regression, right? You could easily see him vault inside yeah. that top eight, in which case his value is going to be more than his true value, in which case I would be shipping him out. But this time next year, I expect Clyde Edwards Alaire to be inside the top ten and he could be peeking into the top eight. How about yourself? So I like, I like that, right? So you're talking about like, and we want to watch, we want to watch for what's the ceiling on these guys. Where can they move to? And you mentioned a few names, right? So I already have him over guys like Derek Henry. That's fine. We can take him out. We mentioned Dalvin Cook, 26 right now. Currently the guy, two years into a four-year deal, um, yeah. establishes the RB two. Can he fall far enough for me for Clyde to replace him? I'm not sure, right? So as much as I convinced myself in the narrative, Clyde Edwards-Alaire had. Five touchdowns, six, whatever. Touchdowns called back. He was a bit banged up. I didn't like Clyde coming out. And as soon as I drafted him, I felt awkward because he was my fifth best in the class prospect, right? And the only reason he was there is because we didn't see Antonio Gibson be a running back in college. So guys like Antonio Gibson have jumped him for now for me. The, the, The question for me with running backs is, does talent equal production points, right? Or does opportunity, like what, what makes them an insured value at that position. Nick Chubb, super talented. <laughs> Matty B in the, in the chat. Um, yeah, you look at like, um, what's the saying? So Gibson, super talented, super explosive. Jonathan Taylor, super explosive. Nick Chubb, 
explosive and talented. Saquon, all these guys are more talented running backs than Clyde for me, right? Mm-hmm. Can Clyde and the production of that Kansas City offense be enough to vault him as an asset above in the same way as like maybe like an Austin Eckler right this year has been pushed up into that. That's the comparison for me is Austin Eckler has been pushed up into that class. Aaron Jones has been pushed up in that class. I don't think those two are on the same levels as other guys as running backs. I struggle with that. Do I think he'll be a top 12 running back? Yes. Do I think he'll be top eight to six? Not next year for me. Ooh, didn't say six. I said no, 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 eight, yeah. right? But so like there's, with, with, about it. I yeah, think with Aaron age Jones, yeah. Elliot. Yeah. You're right. Those guys, Chubb, yeah. those guys can all fall this year where a guy who gets the receiving upside is going to get the bump. Yeah. All he needs to do, if he catches 50 passes this year and scores eight to 10 touchdowns, people are going to yeah. lose their shit because yeah. that's what they wanted to see out of him. And that's what so, they were going to get. But then he, again, he gets hurt. The offensive yeah. line goes down. He has touchdowns called back. Everything worked against him and he still finished as a, very good fantasy option as a rookie and a running back. We're not talking about a guy who drops no. out of someone like JJ Zacharyson's model of, you know, draft picks or rookies that don't produce as rookies and moving forward. We're talking about a guy yeah. who did produce, who had things go against him. He still stuck it out and was a very good player. You just probably overdrafted him, which is why you're a little down on him. His yeah. ADP was way down. Now it it's was. climbed yeah. back it's up climbing. again. Yeah. It climbed back up again to where I think his true value is, which is what's important. But this time next year, I fully believe that Clyde Edwards Elaire will be a top 10 dynasty drafted running back, and he yeah. could be looking in to the top eight. I think yeah. he's on that wave. Okay. See, so, yeah, I don't mind that because yeah, you're right. Like, I agree with you that the older guys will definitely get pulled out. But for me, so right now in the top 12, the guys who will definitely get pulled out for me are going to be Henry. And Zeke, as well as J.K. Dobbins. So it frees up three spots yeah, in there, yeah. right? Now would be the tough, other question. Right? Yeah, the other question is Najee Harris, if he's outside for people, will he move above a CEH? Uh, I, I don't, if people have them even, I don't really argue that. That's fine. I don't really care. We haven't seen him do it. It's a volume argument. CEH and Najee, eh. Like, yes, I like Najee, but that's, that's beside the point, right? But Javante Williams, someone else who can come up. And all the, like all of a sudden, take over one of those spots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Gibson Claire, slides Claire in ahead Profiler for me. Their just announced that they have him as their RB eleven right now. So, so this is that's why I think I struggle with eight, but I could I could buy a top ten with you. Yeah, yeah top that's, ten. It's pretty looking, close to the mark. Top ten yeah. looking at eight is where I yeah. think he's. Going I like that. I can settle with you on that. That's good. So look, we're going to we're gonna talk now about some vets. Uh, we don't want to just have it all rookies again. Some of these are players that you should have had on your roster for a couple of years. And my the league's been around yeah. and you just managed to acquire them. These are what we want to talk about because these are what we think are important. Mm. And a player that we both love. This one's a big shout out to the co-host of the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast. This is Bad Big man. Billy FF's boy right here. No, we're not talking about Darnell Mooney, but we are talking about the other guy. You know, for Same a team. Packers fan, he loves, he loves him, the, the Bears. Chicago Bears offense. It's yeah. super I weird. He's I think a Fields it's, fan. He'd be a Mac fan. It's super sus when it comes to fandom. Very we are going to talk about Allen Robinson, DLS wide receiver 15, too low, and the sleeper ADP of wide receiver 12, also too low. I know mm. you don't have him in that top 12 of dynasty wide receivers, but if I'm picking receiver, if I'm drafting this year, Allen Robinson's not too old. He hasn't yeah. fallen off. He's yeah. done it with poor quarterback play. 
Nagy's yeah. not going to be there forever. You're going to have three more years of elite production, in my opinion. I think that Allen Robinson finally should have the respect he deserves, and he should be locked into that top 12 uh, dynasty receiving position. Will he Will he be now. next year? Yes. Okay. I think he still does it next year because right. he is still going to be a one. He's going to be a one. People are going to love Fields enough. Hopefully Nagy's gone. That'll also boost him down narrative street. The offense shouldn't look as dog water, but no, even if they do, no matter what, a Rob's going to be a one and that's going to stick with people like it should. So this time next year, Allen Robinson had better be an ADP drafted top 12 freaking receiver. If we're taking CD lamb, who's probably finishing as a wide receiver two this year, mm. more than likely finishing as a wide receiver two this year, ahead of someone like Allen Robinson, that is an ageist situation. And yeah. I am pouncing on that as a dynasty manager. Okay, good. This, this is why I wanted to bring a Rob up because a Rob for me, I, I love him as a talent, right? And I love him producing for my team. I have lots what of shares of A-Rob, right? It's fantastic. Question marks and flags that I want to talk through with you. His contract ends this year and he becomes an unrestricted free agent next Potentially. year. Oh, yeah, according to Over the Cap right now, owed $17 million this year, uncontracted for next year. But yeah, like this is yeah, potentially becomes an unrestricted free agent, could move. One, does he stay? Yeah, I think he would. Okay, yeah. I, I, I would want him to. He's just he getting will. quarterback stability. I think he yeah. stays. So, so that's question one for me. Question okay. two, does he maintain the same target volume with Fields and no Nagy if Nagy's replaced? Yes. Okay, good. Happy. Happy so he's far. Just with player, these, he's just a player you lock on to because alphas get locked on to. And yeah. Allen Robinson is the alpha. Yeah. Okay, question three. Allen Robinson turns 29 this year. Okay. Is that too old to be a top 12 dynasty wide receiver? It's not for Hopkins. Why would it be for Allen Robinson? So, so this is, this is the point, right? And this is what I actually wanted to talk about. Cause I don't disagree with you that he couldn't be top 12. It's that will the bias towards these younger, exciting wide receivers keep him outside the top 12? Um, because right now, old guys in the inside the top 12, we have Hill who's slowly getting older, but not really there yet. Savante Adams, DeAndre Hopkins are the only ones inside that top 12 over the age of 27. Those are the two that will definitely move out. And that frees up two spots from Robinson, who's 15 or 12, depending on where you're at, to move in. Right. Then you have guys behind him like Judy, like Higgins, you know, the younger guys coming through this year, you know, will the, the Devontae Smiths come Look, up. So it took, it took Justin Jefferson setting a record. That had never been broken before to breach that. It took DK Metcalf balling out in his second year to get vaulted that high because he wasn't top 12 in Dynasty after his rookie season. Yeah. So, and I don't think CD Lamb and Jerry Judy are DK Metcalfs. Yeah. So they're going to need that finish that I don't think they have this year. So yeah. when you have someone like Robinson who is going to do it, there is no, they are going to. All it took for Allen Robinson last year was two-minute drills, and they were like, oh, yeah. we're going to hyper-target you. They're going to do it again. Yeah. But they're going to do it not just in the two-minute drill. Please, I, I can't mentally, physically, emotionally. <laughs> can't handle that. My yeah. heart can't take them not doing that. But I don't see any scenario where he doesn't finish that high again. And when you go yeah. into it next year, 
there's still going to be those players that just want to win, right? And I don't think I don't think Chase and Devontae Smith. The only player I'm super worried about is T. Higgins. Because yeah. as our other co-host, FF underscore RTDB mentioned, T. Higgins is probably locked into 150 targets this year. So yeah, yeah. he's gonna vault into the, and be a baller, but I yeah. I'm still I'm gonna have to go Allen Robinson for at least one more year. If Hopkins can hold on to it, if Adams can hold on to it, I don't see a reason why Allen Robinson can't hold on to it. Especially if you believe that Justin Fields is the guy that we all think he is. We all think he is, yeah. There's no reason why Allen Robinson, this time next year, when we step into the DeLorean, go down the street at, what, 55 miles? I actually forget if it's 55 (laughs) miles an hour or 88. I can't remember. But um, (laughs) when we hop into the DeLorean and guess on what the velocity is going to be, we're going to go and we're going to look back, and Allen Robinson (laughs) should still be that guy. Okay. Uh, I am going to say that he just misses out again because I think you're right. I think he produces to the point where he should be one, but I just don't think he can sneak in based on who else is around there and the way that this community seems to overvalue youth. Um, Having said that, currently have an interesting trade offer of I can send Devontae Smith, and we know we don't talk about our leagues that much, but Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. care about your league, Tommy. (laughs) Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith for Allen Robinson. A two for one, a classic in dynasty. This is a guy who could be a wide receiver one. If he's a wide receiver one, I think the value. I mean, is I'm taking that because I don't believe in Jalen Waddle as a dynasty asset. Yeah, well, these so are both unproven me, assets. They could be nothing, yeah. right? So that's this is an interesting one for me. Adding right a now. second onto your side, like yeah. on, the, on the Robinson but, side. But that's sort of where it sits. Is Robinson right. is right at that not age apex, but he's right at that age of like you can sell and get really good value right now, but. Yeah. If you hold, you're going to get production for those two years where you can win. So he's a really interesting one for me, um, who, like I said, just misses out, but I think is worth talking about because he's sort of not on people's minds as much as he should be. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I think I think I think I like that we are a little bit apart, a little bit separated on that take. Yeah, uh, it'll be fun to revisit this next year as we stash this show sheet away. And lastly, our final player, we're right on time right now. And look, we're only going to end this one way, right? There's only one way that this could be. Uh, the so player that Mark I want to talk about right now is Lamar Jackson. Lamar motherfucking MVP Jackson. <laughs> Lamar, you all slept on him because you overdrafted him last year, Jackson. Lamar, his team got better. They signed his tight end, got him offensive line, and gave him weapons, Jackson. Mr. I won an MVP with the absolute worst dog shit position group any MVP has ever won it with before Jackson. The I have been a fantasy MVP since I stepped foot on the fucking field, Jackson, and you're letting him slip to the end of the first round because you want to take Ezekiel Elliott and Derrick Henry over him in drafts. Give your head a shake. I'm disappointed. His ADP has finally climbed back up to where it fucking should be. There was a time this offseason where I could I could grab Jackson in the second round in Superflex drafts while I'm watching Justin Herbert go ahead of him. Stop it. Stop it. I'm happy that you stopped it. I'm glad to see that he came back. And do where do I think his ADP is going to be next year? Right where it is. I think QB4 is the right spot for him because there's always going to be people that doubt him. There are people that fucking love Kyler Murray even though he's an inefficient passer, but they shit all over Lamar Jackson every week. It's unbelievable. Lamar Jackson is the week-winning upside quarterback every week. He's one of three guys that I think, even Patrick Mahomes I don't think has this um, every week 
being the the week one uh, quarterback. I think he does yeah. it through points per game. Mom's consistency. Season. Yeah. Yes. He has the, the boom games, right? We saw it in Tampa Bay. I think it was last year where he lit it up. Yeah. But for the most part, I want the runners. I want those guys. And it's Lamar Jackson. It's Kyler Murray. It's even Josh Allen a little bit. But for me, Lamar Jackson is the value. You can trade back in drafts, right? Move back a pick or two and still grab Jackson. There's still yeah. people that are in love with Justin Herbert. It has to be Jackson. And I think the only place that his ADP can go up again, or only way, only direction it direction. can go up again, sorry, is up. Yeah. I think this time next year he will be back to being the second quarterback off the board. I actually agree with you. So fucking right, like, you because you know you get fired. Yeah. <laughs> so the interesting thing for me this offseason has been to watch the rise of Murray and Allen, right? They've slotted themselves in at two and three consistently as the first three picks off the board all the time. So I mean Kyler Murray's ADP is two, like right on the dot, two. No point yeah. two fives, no pick two off the board. Why? Like that offense isn't better than Dak in, you know, Dallas. That offense, you know, what he's shown with his running ability is fantastic, but it wasn't as explosive as his ceiling games as even Josh Allen was um, or Lamar can be or Dak when he's healthy. Um, Russell Wilson even has bigger ceiling games than that. So to see someone like Kyler sit in number two, whilst I think he's an amazing player, um, for me, doesn't have the consistency and is more fragile behind that offensive line because it's a lot of rush for 12 touchdowns, right? Like, yeah, than Lamar. Like, and Lamar's year. floor is going to be better. And therefore, in your QB1, with a huge floor and then also that great ceiling, I don't see why he can't be that guy. Like you said, weapons are slowly getting better, offensive lines better, um, play calling. Like, there's less reliance on the running back this year because they don't have the talent there. Like, this is, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go out of your way to go and buy him, assuming there's going to be this you know, huge jump. It's if you want the guy for less than Patrick Mahomes prices, you go out and buy Lamar. Like that yeah. is just what you get. Um, or you flip, like you said, you flip Kyler or Allen down to Lamar and pick up a small complimentary piece because that is just value adding to your team. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have any <laughs> QBs worthwhile uh, that could get me near Lamar, but if I did, it'd be a move worthwhile looking at because, um, yeah, like if you're sitting on Mahomes and going, this this floor is going to get me through and, and win all the things, you know, all, all the games this season. But you can do the same thing with a replacement player like like um, Jackson. So yeah. this, yeah, I think the only direction for him will be up, barring a terrible situation, which we won't knock on wood. See? Yes. Um, yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I, and, and even these younger guys, like, I, like we love these rookie quarterbacks, right? We look at like the fields. Uh, to, to Trey Lancers, all these guys, they're not going to have the same floor all the time that Lamar has because we've seen it. We know what it is. And if he, especially when he gets his new contract, like we just know what he's going to be until he becomes not the athlete he is anymore. So, you know, for the next three to five years, you have the QB one or two, unless there's something crazy happening. Like that's just money. So, yep. Yeah. He'll be like you said, this time next year, the only place I can see his value going is up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Tyler for Lamar Plus. Yeah, hopefully you can get that done. Hopefully you can get that done. Look, that's going to do it for us today. We appreciate everybody. Much love. Uh, we're going to keep going throughout the year. We're going to keep bringing these uh, bits to you. We're going to tr- we're gonna keep it tight. Look, you can keep it locked with the Full Tail Dynasty podcast. What are we bringing? We're bringing you Fantasy Walkabout to start your week. 
That's going to live stream on Tuesdays. It's going to go out Wednesdays. What else do we got? Well, I'm glad you asked. We're going to have the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast go live on Fridays. And we're going to release that podcast on Saturdays. And, oh, my God, it doesn't stop there. No Free Squares is debuting this week. That's Jacob Sanderson, FF underscore RTDB. He's debuting his DFS show weekly, which will be out Saturdays as well. Lots of content to get you ready for the Sunday kickoff. Go and make yourself some money. Lots of stuff. Obviously, we're going to keep pumping out the content on the uh, FullTiltDynasty.com website. We've got tons of different articles, different things. We have giveaways. We're going to have guests and competitions and just a lot of fun heading into the season. So we're very happy everyone can uh, be here joining us. And look, new innovations all the time here. We got new stuff. We might even be having a makeover by the end of the week. You don't even know. We're going to keep bringing stuff to you. Yeah, they do. They're going to keep bringing new stuff to you guys all the time. We appreciate everyone. And as I always like to tell you, that if you agree with everything we said on the show today, we got to let us know. If you disagree with what we said on the show, well, you definitely got to know. If you think there's a guest that you think would be great for us to have on the show, well, you let us know, and we are going to reach out to them and give it a try. We couldn't be here without you. From myself, Tom Stibble FF, from my mate, Tom underscore Lee92, from Patrick, the HRL packer behind me, he's creeping into the shot. We want to say thank you. We want to say stay safe. And remember, not only that clear eyes, full hearts, don't lose, but the best days are spent tilting. Don't forget it. Good night, everybody.